You're listening to The Real King with Joe and Heidi King. Well, you know, it's something to work at. We all have our things. Merch. Merch. Do you ever think? Yeah, I have it's zero. So it's you know, spell it. Spell it. Some pin. It's <laughs> something to work at. <laughs> mm-hmm. It would be interesting to do, like, write down every one of the fruits of the spirit, fruit of the spirit, mm-hmm. and just like make like a mark on which ones you're real bad at, mm. and which ones you're real good at. And then focus on those. Mine, it changes by the day. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say it depends on the Really? Day. Mine's pretty consistent. Um, now I want to know. When are you good at long-suffering? Always. <laughs> it has nothing to do with your spouse or your children. <laughs> sure feels like it. What would you consider long-suffering? Long-suffering is, is more, for me, it's more like the... Um, mental spiritual conflict the soulish conflict of like like i watch other people walk in very overwhelming blessing in certain areas and i'm like man i so into this this and this yet i don't see a return and it feels like i'm being um withheld from those things at the end of it i usually see where God was sustaining me because that would have not been beneficial. But walking through that and keeping a positive attitude in my relationship with God and not feeling like a, a spoiled child not getting their way, that to me sometimes looks like long-suffering. So long-suffering is patiently enduring lasting offense or hardship. Mm. So that Joe's definition sounds like he's never had to wait in the car for himself to come out of the house. Hmm. <laughs> that's not even that's not even the worst of it. Waiting in a car for me to come out of church. Waiting for in a car for me to come out Menards, of Menards. Yep, anywhere. Anywhere. I so like long suffering. I I feel like I'm okay there. I feel like I'm okay. It's Galatians five twenty two, right? I am not saying a word because I don't want to be tested on a single thing right now. <laughs> you know, it's funny that you say that because as soon as I said long suffering, I'm like nothing's gonna come to me in Jesus' mighty name. <laughs> Shut up, Heidi. Like, come on, Lord. <laughs> I want to see now. Is it five twenty two, right? Yeah. Okay. Love, so love, joy. Now see. This may sound crazy, but I feel like kindness, gentleness, peace. I actually, I hold on. I actually operate better in than love and joy. Love, Mm. you you gotta you gotta reel in your definitions here though, because love, in that context, is the agape love. It's the God love. Very different than your opinion of romantic love. Yeah, oh. very different than I your wasn't going opinion no, of your I. love for your children or your dog. Because real love is is gentle, pure. It's it's full of all those things. So when you it starts with love, the fruit does. When you love mankind or the souls of men the way that God does, um, you you can see the saved man mm. instead of the the outward appearance in the soulish level of what's standing in front of you. I can see both. 
<laughs> She's got supernatural. Love, I can see the idiot standing in front of me, and I can see what they could be if they weren't. Yeah, the love of vision. So it says agape, borrowed from the late Latin agape, <laughs> borrowed from Greek agape, brotherly love. Back formation from agapin to regard with affection, to be mm. fond of, to be contented with. Welcome warmly. Lavish protection. So now you're getting close to the God love. Yeah. The lavish protection. There's people that you don't necessarily like because of their demeanor. Uh-huh. But because you love them, you would lavish them with protection. Which means you'd stick up for them. You'd you'd push them out of the way of a coming vehicle. You and, might take a bullet for them. And when is I this s- your topic? <clears throat> no, no, that's all right. You're going down a. You're getting pretty far down the path. It's gonna be. <clears throat> so it'll all come together. Though. Speaking of Frost of the Sparrow, <laughs> yeah. um, we actually had an amazing, amazing Sunday yesterday, um, and we just kind of wanted to talk about it because we felt like it was just so. The whole weekend was amazing. Yeah. When you initially come into a church service, you are very used to how everything goes, how everything flows, where everybody sits and all these different things. And so it was like the normal, you know, the normal beginnings of things. And so we had some guests yesterday that haven't been to the church before. um, And one of them had a little boy. And he was just this sweet little three-year-old boy who had energy. And it was amazing. And... I I knew a little bit of the of the story of the boy. Like I knew he was like, you know, a foster boy and that he had kind of like a hard life um thus far, but I didn't know any details. And so and I didn't know any of that. I just know that when I was doing pre-service prayer, um the mother came up to me and said something about possibly sitting in the back row. And I was like like the spirit of the Lord just kind of raised up in me and was like, so I just turned and I was like, if, if suff, I said, suffer the little ones that come on to me, mm-hmm. you know, Jesus, when they, when they tried to stop the kids from coming to him. And then I was like, if, if the body of Christ can be distracted from their worship, by a child Mm -hmm. in the room then is god their god or Mm -hmm. is their their perfect worship their god something to that yeah that effect yeah i had talked to her actually the night before oh Oh, really really? Mm -hmm. oh wow and she's like like, i'm not sure if we should come because you know and i was like no it's totally fine yeah and i was like we have other kids in church and i said I hope also, she listens to this because that would be interesting for her to find out none of us talked. Yeah, yeah we I, didn't. Didn't, I didn't know. And I said, first of all, people that don't like the sound of kids are mm-hmm. not going to enjoy heaven. <laughs> right. Right. Mm. Because. Yeah. Come on. Like there preaches there. Like there's going to be kids there. Yeah. And they're going to be running around and rambunctious. <laughs> yeah. There is people that are banking on their cats being there. Yeah, there's now, definitely going to be me, kids there. I don't know that I want to get to heaven and hear some meowing. 
I've cleaned up so much pat, cat pee. Pat key. Pat key. <laughs> oh, I've, cleaned, oh, cleaned, <laughs> I've cleaned up so much cat pee pat on this key. earth and in my 20 some years of doing it. Yeah, so that that was like. So I told her, come to church. It's yeah. completely fine and definitely bring him. We, and I said it's family Sunday, but like that is completely fine. Yeah. I was like, so sit fun. in the front row. Yeah. yeah. So, so service started um, and he was exploring. Like he just was wide eyed and dancing and like just was enjoying the music and discovering things and just going to all these different places. We just decorated for Christmas too. So there's like yeah, multiple stuff to look Christmas at. trees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was just like kind of all over the front altar area. And so worship started and um, a few of us went to the altar and we're worshiping. And this little boy kept coming up to us. And like grabbing our hands during worship. You remember this so different. I must have been in a different place because I was like, I was worshiping and praying in the spirit. And he came up to me like and grabbed both of my hands. And like immediately the Holy Spirit was like dance with him. And we spun around like two, three times before he let go and, and went back towards the altar and when that happened, something unraveled in me. Mm. And I began to weep. And it was like so hard inside that, and, and it was like the Holy Spirit showed me like, I should have been dancing before he got there. Mm-hmm. And then he, he started to show me that this little boy was hitting all these different places at the altar. And then there's like a room with like however many people in it and none of them are up there. Mm -hmm. And this little boy was hitting every spot that each one of these people with a need should have been already. Mm -hmm. He was filling the altar. And then God was showing me like, if this is a distraction to people, if they're irritated, it's because they're not up there. Yeah. That's what happened to me. Like I came completely undone. Yeah. And I went right into a state of repentance. Yeah. And then I went into a deep state of worship. And what it was doing for, so I like, so it was twofold then, because mm. that's what it was doing for you. Mm-hmm. And then for me, it was every time he grabbed my hand and I, honestly, when it hit me the most is when his little cute foot got stuck on the snow mm-hmm. <laughs> under the tr- the fake snow under mm-hmm. the trees. Um, and it like took like the silky little thing that we had over the snow. And I was about to go fix it. And then that's when the Holy Spirit started to speak to me. And that's when I became unraveled. Mm. Because why... Am I going to try to fix how the front of the church looks in the middle of service. in the middle of a service mm-hmm. like that is so far from where your brain should even be. And then it hit me that there's probably others that are watching this thinking, I can't believe they're, you know, just letting that thing up front going all over the place because there's people that think like that like let's be honest right now and then it hit me that we make these snap judgments on people or children 
when we have zero context on what they came from. Hmm. To be fair, I didn't see any reaction, negative reaction, yeah. personally. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. that we're just, and this it, And is it could common. have not been our house. It yeah. could have just been a, a, as a general yeah. kingdom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was like this little boy that was up there. And when we call it disruption, we're not meaning it in a negative way. Mm-mm. This was actually a disruption that was appointed by the Lord yesterday mm-hmm. um, to reveal things that we needed to get through and to discuss just as a body, because we were actually able to do some body ministry based out of that mm-hmm. thing happening. Oh, it was it was crazy what was going on. Yeah, there. but it was it was like he was up there just loving being up there mm-hmm. loving exploring loving dancing and and listening to the drums and and listening to the songs and mm-hmm. and he was even like laying on the altar at one point and he comes from such a horrific background yeah and it was just like this little baby this little child that came from a horrible life thus far at only three years old and was just enjoying the presence of the Lord. And mm-hmm. then you have all these big adults that are like, Neh. I've had, uh, so I've, you know, we, we grew up in church. I've seen the kids that are to be seen and not heard sitting in between mom and dad on the pew and there was times I was probably that kid where I was receiving nothing at church. Right. I, I was the kid where um, one time I was acting up in church and it was a Sunday night service and my dad was preaching and he said, would somebody get a hold of him please? Because I was like climbing the chairs and about three different old Pentecostal bunheaded women piled chairs over to get me first, to correct me, like to grab the hair on the back of my neck and set me down. Mm-hmm. So I, which is not what dad intended. For. No, no, mm-hmm. not at all. He was very protective. He had no clue that people were like, that kid's the devil. And mm-hmm. this is my opportunity. But I've seen kids that, that they'll hide behind mom and dad when you say, Hey, how are you today? You know? Mm-hmm. And, like for me, kids normally come to me like all the time. Kids, dogs, and cats always come to me because I'm like a safe place for them. God's made me that way. Um, but when this little guy like spun around, smiled at me, stuck his hands out, never met me before. We're in the middle of worship. I'm praying in tongues. Mm-hmm. He grabs my hands and we start to dance for a second just like a swirl, like a Disney movie or something, you know, just a, a spin around a couple of times. And that's all it took. Uh, like I've been prayed for by some powerful people, like people of God that, that have anointings. And whatever God was doing at that moment was much stronger and much more significant than mm-hmm. anything I've experienced mm-hmm. in those situations. Yeah. And then to think that, um, you know, I knew nothing about what was going on, but there's places, you know, where where that that wouldn't happen, you know? That could have went two different ways. Mm-hmm. There would have been if if we would have chose 
to try to hide, per se, that little boy so that he didn't distract Mm -hmm. the people that were trying to worship. Mm. Okay? If we would have chose that route, we would have had a completely different outcome Oh yeah. On what that service looked like. If yeah. if the attempt was to stifle. Yes. Yeah. And I mm. think that God was showing not only us in our church service yesterday, but anybody listening that there are going to be times now where things are no longer going to be this picture perfect program yeah. church. Yeah. None of it. It's going to get awkward and yeah. ugly and messy and what you do in those moments is you just enjoy them and be like lord what do you want to show me here yeah. what do you want to do because after that little boy was doing these things and then after me and joe got words to share with the congregation that altar exploded yeah mm-hmm. and then another little boy came up and i'm just like i'm worshiping and i'm singing in the spirit and like I lit like there was a sparkle, you know, so I'm like, am I, do, is there an angel next to me? I know there's a <laughs> Christmas tree there, but is there, and I look down and here's another little boy with like a, a Chrome microphone, not plugged in singing worship next to me. And I'm like, oh man, like these kids got it. Yes. They got it. Yes. We are so far from, from spiritual maturity yeah unless you come like a little child yeah you will not see or enter the kingdom of heaven yeah so you're speaking hebrew and greek and all those fun things that make you so far above your fellow christian Mm -hmm. are nothing in comparison to the inquisitive nature of a a small child when's the last time that you laid down face up yeah (laughs) Yeah. yes face up and (laughs) saying pulled the danish back out of your mouth to finish the song and then took another bite first of all that sounds like my ideal scenario i had i had a frosty necklace because i at one point i i was holding i was holding the little guy and we were praying and like he was just eating his donut man like it was it was and so what's really funny is like Somebody else uh, on the pastoral staff, um, because we had some friends that are in ministry that were visiting, like the service went such a different direction spiritually and in process. Like, you know, the, the, the religious or Christian thing to do is you you bring your friends that are in ministry that are visiting up to plug their ministry and and you honor them, like, we didn't end up with time for it any of that. It didn't even occur. Like, it's God, like, in hindsight, you're like, oh, we probably should have... God was doing a thing, though. Like, yeah. he... It was all him. It was all him. We didn't even know this this woman was going to come. We didn't even know this little boy was going to come. When I talked to her, she wasn't sure. Yeah, and... Yeah. When, and she was, like, the first one there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and when that happened, and that whole... I loved church yesterday. Like... Do you ever leave church and there, like... There was a woman that came up to me who planned her testimony since Monday. She was so excited to share her testimony, right? And we didn't do the testimony And we've part. been praying um, for probably a year-ish because she's got like... She got diagnosed with this, this degeneration... Oh, don't tell me. ...thing. Don't tell me the testimony. 
Why? Because <laughs> I want to hear her say yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know Spoiler. it either. Don't, so don't, Spoiler. Don't tell it. Don't tell uh-huh. it. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to re- rewind a little bit with that because, again, so a divine... A divine disruption is what me and Joe started to call yesterday because it was God appointed because even in that house that we had yesterday, half of probably over half of the people that were at the service yesterday were foster parents. Four families there that have four mothers there that have adopted children. Yeah. And your mother's one of them. Yeah. And the fact that that woman came in and that the church was filled with people with that same exact testimony in their mm-hmm. life. The experience, because she's just starting. They've, yes. all, they've raised Yes. Them. And like there was a moment where we were able to pull all those up there and like pray blessing over the situation. And those are those church services where there is not one iota of a thing planned and you are feeling like an out-of-body experience that you even get to be a part of this right now. Mm-hmm. Like, those are the church services where I leave, and I'm like, okay, Lord. Like, lady, I'm right where I'm supposed to be right now. The one lady was just teared up, and she's telling me, she's like, you know what? She's like, she's like, I haven't really thought about this, but God was showing me that, because she adopted kids that were addicted to drugs, born addicted to drugs. Right. Like they were literally out of the womb yeah. on, on drugs. On drugs. Mm-hmm. So she's like, I've raised all these children, one of which is in the military right now, just just got married and is pregnant. And she's like, we came from a situation similar to that where there was like this kid is like behind in everything, not talking, not, not walking. Thriving. Right, and and now all of a sudden she's like, here I I have successful kids mm-hmm. that came from a situation like that, and she's like, today, she's like, God brought it all back. She goes, I am so blessed, I am so blessed, and I'm thinking, wow, like, if that wouldn't have happened, we wouldn't have been in that moment. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't have had that moment. I wouldn't have known that. Yeah, and that's that thing though. Where I think there's even a song on it where like give us eyes to like see like what's the song? You both looked at me and where I don't know what it you, is. Where you like open the eyes of my heart, Lord. No, no, where you want to see people the way that Jesus sees them. Mm-hmm. You want to look at people the way that Jesus looks at them, because the way that we look at people. There are so many snap judgments going on. Mm. You can't sit here and tell me that not every single person here right now in this room and on this podcast, like listening, have not looked at someone and had an immediate snap judgment mm. go there. Oh, I'm judging people right now. <laughs> like, it's just like this this thing yeah. that happens so quick. Mm-hmm. And yesterday, I really do think that like the Lord gave eyes, especially to the ministry team to see the way the Lord saw mm-hmm. because we weren't seeing any of that other stuff. Like it was like, okay, like this is exactly the way that the Lord sees what people deem as disruptions. I, I have not cried that much. No, you were a time. mess. And it was so cleansing. And it should be said, the foster care system exists because the church has punted on that. Mm-hmm. Mm. We we have not done our part yeah. as the body in the first place. Mm-hmm. And that's why the foster care system even has to exist. Because somebody like that should be able to come in. 
We do yeah. it. We do have it in a like village. Yeah, we of do it people. in like third world countries. We set yeah. it up, but here it's like left to the government. Yeah, you know? it's we. It, it's a whole rabbit trail. Mm-hmm. We could go down because people that wanna. It's adopt it's a literal can't. racket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, but but that's how it should be. No matter where somebody goes, mm-hmm. like you're, we're supposed to be the hands and the feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So that was another thought that uh, it felt like, I can't even explain it. It felt like perfection. It felt like we were touching just like this morsel of perfection yesterday because those are those moments. Yeah. Imperfection. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And isn't that not exactly the way that he operates? Okay. So, and the reason I say that is because we're probably all have a level of want to be ministered to. Mm-hmm. Okay. Everybody has a level of, I want to be ministered to that. Like I didn't, I, I felt as fulfilled yesterday than as days where I get ministered to like, and I wasn't even the one getting ministered to. I was just the one ministering mm-hmm. and giving out and just enjoying what the Lord was doing. Well, and I felt just as fulfillment with that. That was part of body ministry too, mm-hmm. because then, because everybody was getting filled up. Yeah. Then we did like the, I mean, I was up front, but people came up to me. Yeah. Because we were doing the pray for your neighbor and like give them your overflow. Yeah. And then what was the word that mom got about doctrines? Oh, yeah, religiosity. Yep. And th- and caring about the way that people look. Yeah. Images. And God literally spoke to Pastor Lynette and said, have them physically blow. Yeah. On one another. Can I tell you a funny? Sure. So last night Carlos comes up to me and he's just in a fit of giggles. Yeah. He was he hawing. He was laughing so hard. <laughs> I was like, what's wrong with you? And he said, well, I just feel stupid. <laughs> I was like, why? And he goes, because I was at church and I was in the sound booth. <laughs> and he said, Heidi came up <laughs> and put her hand on my back and started praying. And he <laughs> he said, I turned around and I go, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> and she was speaking in tongues. <laughs> But he didn't catch it right away that she was. <laughs> and like, you just kept on going. He's like, it's so stupid. I, and he's like, then I realized she was speaking tongues. and I just shut up and he was laughing so hard. Well, about that. the story gets better because your mom got that word when I was back praying for Carlos, where she said, blow on them. <laughs> Literally physically blow. And let me tell you. <laughs> Like blowing a little breath of fresh air on your brother-in-law. That's a moment and experience that you're never going to forget forever. Yeah. (sighs) Mm. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Literally. I looked at Max and I went. (sighs) And he like jumped like he was startled. We're not like a weird cult. (laughs) But we do believe. We do believe that, you know, the Bible says that faith without works is dead. Sometimes we, we God to, wants you to act it out. Oh, yeah, he wants you to come out yeah. from from your your high place. Yes. That you've put yourself in. He's not put you there. And he wants you to come down from that high horse and and be a servant. Honestly, 
listening to what God is telling you to do in the middle of a church service is one of the most humbling experiences ever because you're like, listen, this may sound stupid to you. Yeah. But I'm going to need everybody to scream at the top of their lungs. Yep. (laughs) Like it may be something like that. And that's like a very extreme example where we actually had people do a battle cry Mm -hmm. before. Yeah. And like it was ordained by God. He wanted people to do that in order to break free of something. Yeah. Well, and what what you've been doing to this point has not worked. Yeah. You wouldn't be feeling like you've been drugged through the mud if, if what you were doing was working. I will say when we did the battle cry thing, some people battle cried so hard. Yeah. And I was like shocked. Yeah. They went for it. Yeah. Like somebody was like, hold my baby. Yeah. Literally. (laughs) Literally. And it was like one of the greatest things I've seen. And you know, when those moments happen, I want to immediately like ugly cry. A hundred percent. Like the, <laughs> like the deep. Goodbye, buddy. <laughs> Hope you find your dad. <laughs> but like the, the deep cry. Yeah. When like I see people experience things like yeah. that. It was so good. Yeah. Yeah. So, and also like, I'm like, so I'm thinking about the service after we left yesterday and there were constant disruptions hmm. in Jesus's walk. Yeah, I mean, read the yeah. Gospels, and it's just like He's one like, after another who after just another. Me. Yes, yes, and like the person being down, like lifted from the the roof. Yeah, they tore the roof off. Like he lived in that space where he was in his ministry, he was doing his teaching, and people were just coming out of the woodwork. And sometimes he was the one. Yeah. Like he he stops and walks away from the multitude and he's like, come down from that tree. I'm eating at your house. Yes. (laughs) First of all, um, this is going to go out after we have our one year anniversary. Mm. You just said uh, dropping people through the roof. Somebody came up to Heidi and they were like, there's a lot of people coming to your one year anniversary thing. And I was like, good. Pack the house. I hope they have to drop somebody in through the roof, dude. I am pumped. Good. Pack it out. And I hope the glory of God hits and we're there till Sunday. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I said. I said, what What if like uh, uh, an awakening happens where no, I did we end too. up going I said, into like, seven Asbury. days a week church? So this, yeah. this woman was so like, you know, on it with Christina at that moment. She's packing a bag. She literally said she's going to pack a bag and put it in her car because that's what she's expecting. 100%. Good. I'm with you. I'm going to, I'll just run home if I need to. I'll tell my boss to shove it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Isn't that crazy? But Whatever, um, boss. Yeah. I ain't coming yeah. in on Monday. Try to fire me. Try it. I just think it's so funny that we've developed this this Western church that is so committed to a lack of disruption and controlling yeah. disruption when our church is based on following the biggest disruption to ever happen to this planet. (laughs) And that is Jesus himself. God sent his son as the biggest disruption ever. And, and boy, did people get mad. Yes. We, we are so used to too fast, too fast songs, too slow songs. Uh, the offering song, (laughs) you know what I mean? And then, and then a 20 minute word. Yeah. Like, I, I I work a job all the time where where there's like um people 
that have tried to come into the inter- industry to take advantage of people, right? So what usually takes us like three hours, they say they can do in an hour. Mm-hmm. And I was just having a conversation with a customer and they were talking about this and they were like, yeah, it's so crazy because like, like you just did all this and I seen all this stuff that came out and it took you like four hours. And I'm like, yeah. They're like, when I read this thing, they said like an hour, like maybe 95 minutes at the most. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I can't even get all the vent covers off in that time. Mm-hmm. Like I have a fast drill. Sometimes I hit a strip screw and I'm going out to the truck to get something else. Yeah. Like what, what kind of, what kind of crap are you pulling? What are you leaving in there? You know, you want to do a thorough, good job. What are you leaving out of there to make sure that, that your time Mm -hmm. is kept to keep you making money, to keep you coming ahead. Right. Yeah. When we come into the house of the Lord, what are we leaving in there to make sure we get out on time? Yeah. When we're supposed to go in there and get cleansed yep. and renewed, yep. what are we what are we skipping over? Like, ah, I'll take care of that later. Yeah. I'll leave that in there. That's not a problem yet. Oh, I kinda like that. You know? Yep. I'm, ooh, I, I operate in <clears throat> sarcasm ninety nine percent of the time. Well, maybe your sarcasm has become an idol. Maybe it's become a like your prince of peace, your safety net. Instead of having like real peace through Jesus Christ. Yeah. Maybe some of those things that you think are attributes to your personality are really keeping you from having real peace. Maybe they're keeping you from the comforter. Mm. Um, God can't share a throne with another man. Like no man can serve two masters. The Bible says that. Yep. So when we allow something else to have place, we're giving up real estate that should be occupied by the Holy Spirit. In order to to get out of church early, to not have discomfort to the flesh. Yeah. Because we stayed up too late last night binging something on Netflix. Or there's a game on today. Or there's a lunch special that ends at one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what are we doing with our eternity over temporal things? It is. That is an interesting an interesting statement. Because we had a, a weekend that was actually full of ministry events. Mm-hmm. So Friday night we had one where we didn't get to bed until like two, three o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then we were up by eight. And then we had another one Saturday where we were out really late again and then up at like 6 a.m. for church the next morning. And then we had church on that Sunday. And I didn't feel any more tired no. than doing a weekend like that versus doing a weekend of just nothing. The devil was mad though because he, he got our dog to poop all over the upstairs. Oh my gosh. That was awesome. Do you want to know what's weird? Is you called me to tell me that the dog got sick. And as you told me that, Jasmine immediately got a bloody nose. Hmm. And I was like, no. Yeah. (laughs) Nope. I don't think so. The last time we got invited to stay late to like a church event thing too, we came home and the dog got sick. Mm. Yes. So. Like, from now on, we pray over the dog in the house as we leave. Yeah. Like, put him in a diaper. Protection of God. Yeah. (laughs) Put him in a diaper. (laughs) I went to wake... This reminded me of something when I just said, nope. I went to wake Jasmine up this morning, and I said, good morning. I'm a morning person. 
So if you're if you're not a morning person, I'm probably going to really irritate you if you ever talk to me. But so she is a rough person to wake up in the morning. So I go into her room and I was like, good morning. Time to wake up. It's time for school. Happy Monday. And she was like, no. And I'm like, okay, well, time to get up. And she's like, nope. (laughs) And I was like, no, seriously, like, just wake up. And she's like, I won't. And I was like, oh, okay, sounds good. Oh, you got to Tim King it. Just go get a glass of ice water and pour it right in her ear. Last time you did that to me, I cried. Did your dad wake you up like that, too? No, she was like born six years after that. How did your dad? He did. How did your dad wake you up? Well, first of all, I, most of the time I would get up before that, but he would throw water on me. He would he? Well, he'd get your whole bed. So, like, even if you tried to lay on like a six-inch corner, it was still probably sopping wet. I mean, he gave us ample time. Yeah, he wasn't like abusive. No, like it wasn't like he was like oh, I'm gonna torture and waterboard so these like, kids. Up, like so, days where the water didn't occur, would he just be like time to wake up, and you two just woke up? Yeah. Yeah. Or you just wake up naturally. Well, uh, like, so like on a normal day, like Monday through Friday, like a work day, he was gone. Yeah, he was Uh, driving. Yeah. He left at like 530 in the morning. So Mm -hmm. my dad had to wake me up all the time because they were like really early risers. And he would wake me up by pinching my big toe. Mm -hmm. I should start waking you up like that, Jasmine. Yeah. Um, and if the pinching the big toe didn't work, he would put his hand over my mouth and plug my nose. Mm-hmm. And like, <laughs> I think about this now and I'm like, that was kind of messed up. <laughs> Wake up fighting for life. Like who wakes up their kid yeah. like that? Starving your brain of oxygen every morning your entire life for like seconds before it caught on to like, mm-hmm. hey, there's nothing coming in here. Oh my gosh. He was a funny man. He was. Yeah, but I, my mom woke us up like for school and stuff. Your dad was building a home with Uncle Leland. And Uncle Leland was a cheap man. He didn't like to spend money. He was frugal. They were a product of the Depression. And so he would always, like, wear pants that were too big for him (coughs) secondhand and shoes that were too big for him. And then Bob had him doing something. He was, like, holding up, like, a a beam or a header or a rafter. And he said, hold this up. And then as this guy's holding this and he couldn't move – Bob nailed his feet to the floor. Like took the big 16 penny nails and just hammered them right in. And and then another time he he uh he painted his hind end while the he was big doing black something. X. Yeah, so that he could, he was doing something he couldn't move. So Bob painted his rear end. Oh man. I got some of that from him though. He he popped balloons in my ears and Yeah. He he was a disruptor. Yep. But you know what? You remember him. Oh, yeah. He he did things in your life that were substantial. Like he brought things to the table and you would probably consider him as a disruptor. If 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 you were doing something. Sometimes not even the wrong way, just a way that didn't really benefit the process or could be done better. He'd he'd stop. He'd look at you and he'd say. If a guy wanted to do this, he could. Yeah. And he'd tell you what to do. Yeah. And then, like, I learned over time, because him and I worked well together. That's, like, the hardest part. Like, right now, 
Heidi Wants a New Bedroom set. Mm-hmm. And Bob called me one day and he's like, yeah, I got up stacked because you got to help me with this project. So I went up there that Saturday and I go into his woodworking shop and he's got this, this bed he's building. And I said, what is it? He goes, well, I built those four and I'm going to sell them, but this one's your wedding gift. So you're going to help me build it. So it's done. I'm like, you're going to make me build my own wedding gift. And he's like, well, yeah, I'm not going to build it myself. <laughs> <laughs> and like, we spent hours building that thing. I mean, it's the heaviest real wood thing that you could ever, and it'll, it'll outlast it's so all heavy. of us. But that's the thing is like, we spent hours building that, mm-hmm. you know? So for me, it's like, oh, that's not just something you scrap. I don't have sentimental valued it i've given away most of my bibles yep people are like i just talked to like somebody and they were telling me about a pastor locally that has one of smith wigglesworth's bibles right and there must be a bunch of them because there's other ministries that also have smith wigglesworth's bible so he must have had multiple bibles that got he had a whole library so who yeah knows? right but um like, I've had multiple times where I'll be talking to somebody about the gospel of Jesus Christ and find out they don't have a Bible or they don't have a good one or they just had one that was like a free one that is like your Gideon-type Bible. And there's nothing wrong with those Bibles, but that's not its not super personable to mm-hmm. you, right? And I feel like... Your sword of the spirit. Like if I was a gladiator in Roman times, I wouldn't be borrowing Carlos's sword to go out and fight in the Colosseum. Mm-hmm. I'd probably find a good one that I really enjoyed, and that's what I would. That's what I would go into battle with. Mm-hmm. Well, a blacksmith would, you know, like make the hilt of it. Yeah. So that you could hold it specifically. And it would and... be weighted, like it would be yeah. balanced to you. Well, me, when I purchase a Bible. I'm not looking for the free one. Like if if I'm going to spend a hundred dollars on a pair of shoes, I can spend a couple hundred dollars on a Bible. Mm-hmm. You know, so when I get a Bible, it's usually a you know a good Bible that's got good translation, doctrine, like you name it. You know, and yeah. and it's got excellent commentary in it by somebody that was trusted. So I've given away multiple Bibles that were like that. And then the the Amplified Bibles I've bought, you know, I've given those away. Mm-hmm. So I'm not like super sentimental with... I've never bought a Bible. Really? You've I've only had gifted? them gifted to me. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. good though. Because mm-hmm. that means somebody's doing the right thing and giving them away. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. There's nothing better you can do with the Word of God than to get, learn it and give it away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. We were at a thing on Friday and and God... You know, like he stirs certain things in in you. And one of the things he was stirring in me was the everybody wants to see miracles and signs and wonders, but the greatest miracle you'll ever experience is your own salvation. Mm-hmm. Like even if some other miracle didn't happen, you're still going into eternity. That's what I say all the time. Even if he never does another miracle yeah. ever, he's yeah. still good. Yeah. You're covered. Yeah. Calvary you, you was have enough. Eternity. You yeah. have a mansion awaiting you. That's right. 
He said, if I go away to a, prepare a place, I'm for sure coming back to get you and taking you there with me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you want to wrap it up? Yeah. So, you know, even when you say like there was so there was a situation on on Friday night where I was just, you know, Joe was doing like part of the the event, but I wasn't. So I was just I was kind of in that mode where I was like. Woohoo! I don't gotta do anything. Get to worship. I'm gonna sit here and worship. Mm-hmm. Road trip. Yep. And when I was sitting there, um, I was sitting, you know, a couple seats away from a certain woman, and the Holy Spirit like prompted me to like talk to her about something. Even those are disruptions. Yeah. Like this entire experience mm-hmm. with the Holy Spirit pricking you. With the Holy Spirit highlighting somebody to you, yeah. with you like just having these moments, these are all technically disruptions because yeah. they know, weren't on your plan. Do you know what is like a huge disruption where like you have a career? Let's say you're a fisherman. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Jesus comes along and he's like, actually, yes. <laughs> different. Let's pivot. Yes. We're going to pivot away from fish. Hear me out. Now you're going to fish for men. Yeah. 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 Talk about a disruption. Follow me. Yes. Leave, leave your entire, you know, the the whole thing. We were we were out to dinner with friends and just enjoying each other, and all of a sudden, this guy's like, "If you go to this, are you going?" And we were like, "Well, probably not," because we had a lot going on. It was a disruption. Yeah. And he was oh like, "Well, gosh. if." He goes, I'm just saying, if you go out, get your hotel room. And God spoke to me like six months ago because this this man has constantly put things out there like, hey, what are you doing tomorrow? And I'll always have something going on. Always. And God, and like that that one that I'm talking about right there, the next day some, somehow that got canceled or it got moved. And I sat there thinking I should have just went. I should have just. Yep. Like I could have canceled this to be with him, mm-hmm. and yep. and probably been fed well yeah. by the Spirit of God through mm-hmm. fellowship. Yeah. And so God spoke to me, and He's like, "You got to stop doing that. Stop saying no. Stop, stop weighing out your options. Oh, I'm I got to make money that day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my my source is God. Yeah. Like I don't have to do. I don't have to be everybody's everything. Sometimes mm-hmm. I have to. I have to go where He's leading me. And not where my pocketbook's leading me. Yep. So we get in the car and I'm like, you know, like they offered, like we should just go. Yeah. And it wasn't even the hotel room that was like calling us. It was like, that was. Because the discussion was like, we don't need a hotel room. We should just go. Mm -hmm. So then we messaged them and said, we're going to make it happen. Right. And then that day when we were supposed to go down, it was like all of hell broke loose. Yep. Like there was just one thing after another trying to disrupt and keep us from from making the trip. And then we ended up getting down there way later than I thought we would. Mm-hmm. But if we hadn't went and that other person you were in ministry with hadn't went. Mm-hmm. That would have never happened. Would have never happened. Ooh, I got the goosies. There was people because it was divine and it was specific and it was timed perfectly there was people some of which i know that have never heard certain things from me that came up to me and was like 
I went through something as a kid too. Mm-hmm. And it, like, it shook me to my core. I was like, wow. Yeah. There's so many people out there that need to hear transparency about how God is here to, to disrupt life as we know it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How we think of these things as a part of our character. Yes. That were actually assaults or attacks to keep us from fulfilling the call on our life. And now if we're transparent with our testimony and what God's done in our life, and we follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, and we end up in those places that he disrupted our life to get us there, yeah, we're going to see him work. Yeah. Well, and I see two things happening. So God called us to talk about it, even though it happened to us personally yesterday in our own church service, did call us to talk about it on the podcast tonight because it was for more than just our church yesterday. Mm -hmm. So two things are going to occur. Either you are currently getting disruptions and disruptions is a break or an interruption in a normal course activity. Yeah. Okay. So either you're in that situation where you're having the disruptions, examine them. Are they there for a reason? Mm-hmm. Are, is, there a, is there a silver lining, Holy Spirit appointed moment why that disruption is happening to get you to focus on what the Holy Spirit needs you to focus on that mm-hmm. moment? Or number two, are you supposed to become the disruptor? Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode. We are so blessed to have the privilege to share with you. If you haven't already, please connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. You can find us by searching at The Real King Podcast. That's at T-H-E Real King Podcast. The Real King Podcast is recorded in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. It is hosted by Joe and Heidi King, who are joined each week by Christina Santamaria as a moderator and contributor. It is produced and edited by Joe and Heidi King and Carlos and Christina Santamaria. All content is under copyright and all rights are reserved.